Inspiration Talks. I'm very excited about today's episode. I have a very special guest all the way from USA. Genevieve Morbe is with us. She's an educator and business entrepreneur. So before any delay, let's welcome Genevieve. Hi, Genevieve. How are you doing? <laughs> Hi. Uh, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much uh, for having me on your show today. I'm looking forward to talking with you. Same here. So first of all, thank you so much for being part of Inspiration Talks, Genevieve. I really appreciate it. So I would like to start our today's conversation with your childhood. Like where were you born? Where did you grow up? How was your early life? <laughs> um, I was born in Southern California in the United States and I grew up there until I was about 16 and then my dad got a job working for the state in North Carolina and so we moved from the west coast to the east coast and I went to high school and college in North Carolina. I am the oldest so a lot of responsibilities, um, but we lived in kind of a remote uh, farming area. And so I grew up with a lot of animals and land to kind of run around in. That's great to know. So what was your first job when you grew up? And how did that lead to your career progress? So my first job was being a camp counselor and I volunteered as a counselor I think when I was about 13 and then uh, we moved again to North Carolina and uh, I found another job the following summer as a camp counselor um, but this time it was working with students with special needs and so it wound up being a really wonderful camp and I worked there for four summers um, working with the kids and doing games and activities and just working with that population of students was very uh, unique and, and wonderful. Okay, so like from this onwards, you kept your field in education? Yes, yes. Okay. So Always in education. <laughs> Always in education. So your main focus is education? Yes, exactly. Okay, so is this what you wanted to be when you were little, right? Yes, definitely. I knew that I wanted to be a teacher when I was six years old and I just really loved my first grade teacher and I would play school with my dolls <laughs> when I was little and then with my brother and sister um, and then with my babysitters. So yeah, I've just my whole life I've, I've wanted to be a teacher and educator. Okay, so when you became teacher for the first time, how did you feel that time? Uh, it was amazing. It was really, really that sense of accomplishment. You know, it really was a lifelong goal. And my first teaching experience was actually uh, working in Japan through a program called the JET program. And uh, in that situation, I was more of an assistant language teacher. And so I went to Japan and I taught in three junior high schools there as uh, teaching English, working with the Japanese teacher. And it was a wonderful, amazing experience. And I really loved it. Um, but after three years, I really wanted to have my own classroom and be a homeroom teacher and kind of have my own autonomy. And so 
I wound up finding a job at an international school in Taiwan. And that's, I taught uh, a combined first and second grade class um, at that point in time. And it really was that sense of accomplishment and, and gratitude and excitement to finally have reached that, that goal. That's great to know. So how was your life living abroad as an expat for so long? It has been such a blessing in so many ways. I left the United States after graduating from college uh, because I had always traveled within the United States. I had never traveled abroad. And I had this sense that once I found a job in the United States as a teacher, it would be a lot harder to go and travel. And so I wanted to do that for one year before I settled down and uh, worked in the United States. And that one year has now turned into 15 years um, because it's just been such a unique experience to be abroad, uh, to experience different cultures, different people, different lifestyles, different food. Um, it's very beautiful and it's very enriching and it's very eye-opening and you learn so much about yourself and you, so, and you learn so much about other people and just humanity, I think, as a whole. And as you travel and interact and meet people from all across the world, you really see that thread of sameness um, and the fact that we're all here having life experiences um, trying our best but um, you know there's ups and there's downs and there's challenges but at the end of the day everyone's just such secrets not to um, move around the world and to know about different cultures it actually helps us to learn a lot to know about other people and even cultures so here comes another question why do usually people move from their own country to other countries i think it's a combination of things uh but i think what i have come to learn and for myself as well um, and just from talking with other people who have chosen an expat lifestyle um, i think it is that understanding that there is a big world out there and that exploring it and and being a part of it is very exciting and interesting and uh really expands your mind and and your understanding and so it's it's a great challenge for self-growth <laughs> um, to kind of put yourself in very difficult and sometimes very uncomfortable uh, situations because there is no familiarity. And although it's challenging and can be scary at the end of the day, it really is uh, provides the most growth and pushes us to new limits and, and new awarenesses and new understandings that we likely wouldn't come to if we kind of stayed in our comfort zone or stayed in our own uh, culture or family or community. Um, so the more we kind of expand our boundaries and our limits, the more we grow and the more we see that we are quite capable to do and be a lot more than we may have initially thought. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is challenging, but some, somehow it is worth human. Everything has its own pros and cons. 
So, how can women explore the concept of purpose on a deeper scale? So, this is something that I have come to understand again just through my own life experiences. And for me, it was um, living abroad and having conversations with people that challenged what I thought initially or made me think about things or understand things from a different perspective. And uh, also in my travels, I've learned about different ways of mindfulness and, and being aware and being conscious. And I think one of the biggest takeaways that I've had is just learning about awareness of thought. Um, we have so many thoughts every single day that race through our heads and the majority of them we don't even pay attention to or we don't even notice, but some of the stronger ones can really drive our way of thinking, our way of being, our way of seeing ourselves and interacting with the world. And unfortunately, oftentimes those are based in limiting beliefs or negativity or self-doubt. And those negative thoughts can really lead us darker roads. <laughs> and so I think a big part of it is just mindfulness and being aware of our thoughts and um, a good way to recognize those is through breathing practices and uh, reading books um, because there is power in thought. And the more we're able to shift those thoughts, the more we're able to strengthen ourselves and, and open ourselves to new opportunities. I think being reflective, writing in a journal, writing down what you're thinking every day just to get your thoughts out of your head and onto paper and really grounding them. Um, you can see what are your hopes, you can see what are your dreams, you can see what are your challenges, and from there you can work with it. Um, we keep things in our head and bottled up inside. It's really hard to process. And as women, I think we have so many responsibilities with family and marriages and relationships and keeping the house up and working a lot is on our shoulders and it can be very very overwhelming and we forget to take time for ourselves we think that if we take time for ourselves we're being selfish uh, we just are exhausted at the end of the day or even exhausted waking up <laughs> looking at what the day ahead has for us to do and we're not told as women that it's okay to take time for ourselves we're taught as women that we need to be responsible for everyone and make sure everyone else is taken care of otherwise we are not good moms we are not good wives we are not good partners daughters etc um, and again that's a limiting self-belief that that we need to challenge and we need to shift. That's right. And it's always good to give time to yourself at least every day if you find otherwise at least once a week, because it actually really helps you to know about yourself that what you want to do with the life and what productive things can you do. So Genevieve, what is social and emotional learning? Why is it important in education? So social and emotional learning is uh, SEL. That's what it stands for. And those, uh, it focuses on what we call in the West uh, soft skills. So this is more about self-awareness, communication, personal responsibility, relationship building, and how can I take and use my skills to make uh, 
responsible choices and contribute to the world in meaningful ways. And these are skills outside of academic with reading and writing and math and, and those things that education primarily focuses on. There's been a shift in understanding that social emotional learning and these soft skills are just as important, if not more so, in the workforce today, because people need to know how to problem solve. They need to know how to communicate. They need to know how to manage their emotions when things are getting stressful or challenging. They need to know how to talk with people from other cultures. Um, now that the world is expanding through technology. Um, so it's a lot more of these types of skills. And this is what I focus on as uh, the social and emotional coordinator. And with my company, Know My World, we work with schools and teachers to bring programs and trainings in these areas. And we're starting to expand that into parents as well. Okay, that's great to know. Is it better to save more money and make less investment? I think it's better to start by saving money uh, and then using that money to invest in yourself. So if you're wanting to start a business or a company in any way, shape or form, finding that initial uh, funding and capital can be challenging. Uh, so if you start uh, saving money and then instead of just spending that money on buying more clothes or shoes or things that might not be necessary <laughs> um, and you invest that money either in your own company or finding a company that resonates with you um, I think in the long term you can really see a lot more growth in your return on investment um, and in your money in in the long run so yeah, that's right i agree it's better to not invest money in irrelevant things it's always better to save things rather than buying different sort of dresses or shoes or jewelry whatever right, right. <laughs> so now let's move towards some imagination let's imagine and inspire so jenna Beef, if you win lottery ticket for example infinite amount of money how will you spend that money um, it's funny that you mentioned that because there is a lottery here in the United States that we uh, just bought lottery tickets for the other night. Uh, we didn't win, but we had this conversation at dinner, my parents and I. And uh, so I think for me, I would invest it in my businesses um, and start a foundation uh, that, again, continue to support children's education and mental health and emotional well-being and adults uh, through, you know, yoga and mindfulness meditation. And I think if we had a foundation, then we would be able to really invest a lot more time and energy in our own program development, but also in communities around the world uh, in supporting women, supporting children, supporting um, growth and just empowerment and the betterment of the world as a whole. <laughs> so that would make my dream come true. <laughs> I really hope that you win lottery ticket one day and you make a foundation and you do all the things that you have mentioned right now. All the best once again. So if you could live anywhere for one whole year, what country will you choose? Um, I think, honestly, I'm in the country I would choose <laughs> at the moment, uh, which is in uh, Taiwan. Uh, I have been there for 12 years and it's just such a wonderful 
home away from home. It's my second home. I've, uh, the people there are just very warm and very welcoming and very kind. The country itself is absolutely stunning. There's beautiful mountains and oceans. Uh, it's very safe. Um, and I've really been fortunate to connect with a lot of amazing people there. And so I think I feel very blessed and fortunate that I live in at least one of the countries that I would choose. Um, but there, the world is huge and, and there's so many amazing places. So um, I would also probably like to live in Portugal uh, for a year and kind of experience Europe uh, a little bit more because I haven't traveled there too much yet. Portugal, that's even a great place even. So yeah. if you had a chance for time machine, would you prefer to go in your past or in your future? definitely pick my future. I I loved my past uh, and I've had some amazing experiences, but <clears throat> I really do see uh, wisdom and growth in my, as I'm getting older, and I would really like to see where, where I go with all of that in the future, you know, and <clears throat> am I able to make the impact that I'm hoping to and, uh, you know, who do I become and what new wisdoms do I gain over my life experiences so yeah i would i would choose future <laughs> okay so does anyone inspires you in life uh yes many many people inspire me um again i think just living abroad i've had the amazing opportunity to meet a lot of very inspiring people and through my yoga community a lot of inspiring women specifically and um, you know, there are <clears throat> past leaders who inspire me. Oh, there's so many. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to start, but, um, you know, leaders in the past, like in the United States, Eleanor Roosevelt, um, I really love learning about her and seeing all the work that she's done. I think uh, right now I'm reading a book by Brene Brown. Uh, she's very inspiring to me. Um, I have a lot of friends who have traveled and and created beautiful lives for themselves and i think that's very inspiring i've had past teachers and professors that i've worked with um, and been very fortunate to have in my life and they have helped guide me in my path of education and in business and they have been very inspiring and right now my current business partners uh, in taiwan uh, I'm learning so much from them and with them. And I think the more you just kind of put yourself in that space of inspiration, the more inspired you're able to become yourself. That's right. And in fact, each person plays an important role. It's on like there is some or the other quality which can inspire you in some or the other way. So everyone has their own, you know, role in the life of other person. So what are your current struggles and your future goals? So right now I am shifting. I talked with you a little bit about this before we recorded, but I've been working at an international school in Taiwan for the past 12 years. I was a homeroom teacher for about eight of those years or nine. Um, and I taught grades uh, one through four in elementary school. And I loved it. I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, and then I was very fortunate to become uh, the social and emotional coordinator at the school. And I did that for about three years. And 
with that, it was more of a counselor role and program development around social emotional learning. Um, and I really loved that. It was, if I could have a dream job, it was that. <laughs> so I was very fortunate. Um, but I've also uh, co-founded a company called Know My World uh, about 10 years ago. And we focus on social, emotional, and cultural learning. And we do that through connecting students in classrooms around the world. And it's a really beautiful and wonderful way to help connect students and provide opportunities for global awareness and cultural learning. That's one area that we focus on. And the other is in social and emotional learning. So we create uh, content and programs and teacher training uh, in these areas uh, to really help students. And so the time has come where I really need to shift more of my energy and, and focus in those areas. I've also been fortunate to partner with three startup companies in Taipei who are also focusing in education and social and emotional learning. Uh, one of them is Manga Chat. They focus on uh, SEL through uh, digital journaling and comic art and AI technology. So we're working with them to create uh, lesson plans and curriculum that students can do that uses the platform. Uh, it helps them learn English and it helps them learn social and emotional learning. We're working with CoLearna, which is a decentralized education platform that supports homeschool families and communities in through projects and, and classrooms uh, or classes for the children to take uh, in those areas. And then we're working with a high school that's focusing on um, art and music and filmmaking and we're helping to consult and and design curriculum that focuses on mindfulness and so again just having these new partnerships is really helping us as know my world to expand our reach and expand our impact and so the time is now to shift my attention and energy into the good things I'm doing, they're all beautiful, but they're all very challenging because this is new territory for me. You know, I'm a teacher and I've just really had to learn a lot about business and entrepreneurship over the last few years. So an amazing team that I truly, truly appreciate. Okay, all the best for it. Everything is challenging, but you should never give up. The main thing yeah. is never give up, just go with the flow. So, right. and then I would like to ask, what advice would you like to give to my listeners? Uh, I think you just said it, to be honest, <laughs> you know, never give up and always uh, trust in yourself. I think that's the biggest thing. We don't need uh, external validation from other people, from other family members, from even from partners. Uh, it's hard to trust in yourself. It's hard to believe in yourself sometimes. And but we all have something really dynamic and really unique and really special inside of us. And we're here on this earth to have fun and to explore our purpose and to implement our purpose. And if we're not doing that, if we're not having fun and we're not living a purposeful life, then we're not going to, we're missing out on a lot. <laughs> we're missing out on a lot of opportunities. We're missing out on a lot of passion. We're missing out on a lot of uh, purpose and, and happiness and joy and fulfillment. And 
so if I just invite everyone to take a moment and kind of examine where they're at, both mentally and, and emotionally, and even physically and spiritually, you know, um, something I read in uh, Stephen Covey's book years and years and years ago, um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is he used an analogy of a ceiling fan and the ceiling fan having four blades. And each of those blades represents one of our bodies. So we're so we can see and touch our physical body, but we don't think about or even maybe even know about our mental and emotional and spiritual bodies as well. And all four need to be in alignment in order for us to function properly, the same way a ceiling fan needs four blades to function and work properly. Yeah. You know, if you cut off one of those blades, yeah, it's still going to work, but it's going to wobble and it's going to be wonky. It's not going to be, you know, working at its highest capacity. And so, and whether that's finding support groups, whether that's tuning into your amazing channel and hearing about other inspiring women, whether it's finding books, whether it's finding classes or workshops. And if we all did that, this world would be a much better place. <laughs> <laughs> that's completely 100% true. If we all do like this, like if you go with your passion and after having the passion, um, believe in yourself and then never give up, then everything goes well. But if you don't have that much confidence to go with your passion, if you're confused about, then it's of no use. And it's better to live a life which has a purpose to live, along with having fun in this life. Yeah. So it was great talking with you, Genevieve. I really enjoyed having a fun conversation with you. Here's a small gesture for me to you. <laughs> Thank you. you. <laughs> Would you like to say something in the end? I just really appreciate this opportunity to talk with you. And, and I think that the work that you are doing is great. Uh, again, just building that sense of community and empowerment among women. There's so many amazing women in the world. And I think finding them and connecting with them and sharing their stories uh, and inspiration, it's the best way to, to inspire others. So uh, I really, again, appreciate this opportunity to be here with you and, and talk with your listeners. Um, and I thank you. And if anyone would like to learn more about Know My World, if you're a teacher and you would like to connect your students uh, with a virtual exchange or with social emotional learning curriculum, you can find us at knowmyworld.org. Uh, and you can reach out to me uh, at any time and I would love to connect with you and your students. All the best with your goals and thank you for watching. I have a lot of goals. <laughs>